If you're the kind of dad who dislocated his shoulder while doing a TikTok with his daughter, then this is the podcast for you. Well, it wasn't quite a dislocation of the shoulder, more like a hyperextension, a little ice and aspirin, ice and aspirin. Hey, we are the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. One half of that show, he's Coach Randy. The other half, I'm Adam D. Another half is you, the listener. And you're probably thinking, well, Coach and Adam D, that's three halves. And I would tell you, it's a big show. It's a big show. Coach, a little Caddyshack, too. I know that, that Caddyshack doesn't get a lot of love. You know, not, not a lot of quotes from, from that movie. I thought today was as good a day as, as any to do a Jackie Mason Caddyshack 2 line. Well, listen, I, it's tough to go up against, you know, Roddy Dangerfield. And the truth was, I don't know if you were like, when Caddyshack first came out, it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. It, the movie was destroyed. The critics hate it. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the key writers um who ended up taking he played stork um on in animal house right uh-huh um he was so distraught it's part of what led him into his great depression and ended up taking his own life mm-hmm. um but this this whole thing about caddyshack was it became a cult hit despite all the uh pontificators saying how bad it was because for me that's one of the classic movies of all time yeah and caddyshack too it did horribly in the movie theaters but yes. did really really well in the video stores you remember yeah. those places video stores video even stores. before blockbuster yes you got the vhs tapes and i said on the plate it said be kind rewind 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 <laughs> they even did that with dvds which i, I yes. never understood so coach we've got uh, a really important show today the title of the show coach why don't you why don't you take the mic it's a bird it's a plane it's dad. It's dad. It's dad. So we know that the pandemic is an all-consuming discussion point. It's hit every possible quarter of life, but April is also Autism Awareness Month, and we have two guests that are representing that cause. We have Jessica Likewise, who is the owner of Hope Education Services. It's a consulting firm for parents who have autistic children. We've got another interesting dude on, John D. Richmond, who is an author and the father of an autistic son. And these two folks have partnered together to develop an app specifically for dads. It's called the Autism Hero Academy. So we're looking forward to learning a little bit more about that and how that can help parents of an autistic child. So uh, you know, kind of a different take on the show, but uh, we thought we'd do some good in the world. Now, listen, Adam, do you know that's why I'm so proud of what we do? Another great week for listeners. We're still, we're, we're well over, we're in the, the mid sevens in terms of weekly uh, downloads, which is great because I thought mm-hmm. maybe our numbers might go down. People are still listening. Uh, and I think this is going to be a special one. Uh, and as always, um, I'm curious to see how it works. We've now learned that virtual Zooming, you know, does work. I, I do miss you. I mean, I'm here in the den. You are in, in the cave. Um, you know, I, I miss your face and I miss taking pictures with our guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a certain piece and the most important part, I miss giving away the keychain. I mean, that is like from my heart to your heart is because uh, that keychain has two, you know, two great things. You know, you can open bottles with it and open doors if you have yeah. keys on it. Absolutely. And it'll also open hearts and minds. You know what else opens hearts and minds? 
Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Exactly, Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Bourbon seat, Bourbon. I've got, I got something <laughs> on my mind. We're doing got, a little, little too much of that this week, but I, I, I totally bourbon. get it. I got a lot of bourbon on my mind, but we'll call uh, her website. Becky is a BermanCS.com. That is BermanCS.com. Uh, gr- graphic design, uh, computer website marketing. <laughs> I think I, I think you hit the bottle too soon this morning. Oh, that's all right, Coach. And, of course, we want to thank our media partners, tapinto.net. And bravo, you know, we've been applauding all of our healthcare care workers, as we should. But what about all those media outlets that have been providing information up to date, up to the minute? Tapinto.net has been doing that. In fact, um, I caught an article from the uh, health commissioner in the state of New Jersey that was actually embedded in tapinto.net, which is, of course, a great local news network in New Jersey, but in other states as well. We're going to have the CEO of, of tapinto.net on in a, in a future show. But there was an article from the New Jersey Health Commissioner saying, all right, you've got Passover and Easter coming up. Yes. These are ideal times to congregate, see family and friends. They said, look, you're having a Passover Seder, which, of course, is the ritual uh, for that holiday. Do it virtually. Talk to your rabbi. See if you can get dispensation to do it virtually. Those church services for <laughs> Easter. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you know, some, some rabbis say, hey, this is a holy day. You shouldn't be using electronics. But uh, I think just given the circumstances, oh, you got to okay. do things, I, I things a little okay. differently. I, yeah. I, 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 I got you. I thought, and and I many see. church services, I've, I've been talking to some of my uh, friends in the Catholic and Christian faith, and they said, it's not necessarily going to be a Zoom, but it's going to be a video recording on our website. So there's not going to be a lot of two-way interaction, but at least we'll be able to follow the different rituals of, of the ceremony, which I, I think is as nice as, that, as it can get, just given we can't have uh, too much social congregation going on. You know, I love that you talk about two-way interaction. You know, um, two-way is important. Um, but I, uh, as, as you talk about two-way and uh, our sponsors and everything else, uh, we have a two-way um, maybe someday there might be a chance for a three-way. Who knows? But sticking back to the, uh, the part of our show. I'm so glad that you're still being you, Coach. <laughs> is uh, I got to tell you about my week. I have to. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, first of all, I work from home. All right? And Don't now we have, all now? <laughs> yeah. Well, but I've always worked from home. Right. You know, so my, my space has been invaded. I mean, I, it, 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 you know, as a person has a home office, I used to have my, my daily routine. It's all messed up. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I, my wife is around, and I got to tell you what she's doing as an educator. Uh, there has to be uh, recognition for the teachers and educators. She posted something on Facebook that uh-huh. she sent to her teachers, uh, what these teachers have gone through and how they did it. Uh, again, behind the scenes, uh, people, and, there's, and I think there's a lot of people that just did stuff. So, uh, and my daughter's upstairs, you know, for her class, my, my, my moldest. Um, so, you know, I have, uh, you know, my youngest, which is uh, Bree, and my moldest, which is uh, she's eighth grade. Middle oldest. My middle oldest, yes. Uh, so Michaela uh, is in health class right now. So I'm not sure if you know those out there in terms of middle school, the, the grades are kind of you know broken down over the course of the semester. Her period right now is in health, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which I don't mind, but uh, the health period that they're in right now is the male reproductive system. Now, I just want you to stick with me, all right? Because I, this, is, this is not my teenage mind going off and really, this is 100% truthful. There's literally no embellishment happening here. It's not a bit. This is, this is real true. world, real this world parental management. Yes. So, um, um, you know, I was downstairs doing some stuff, doing some work, and I came upstairs and talking to my wife, and she was telling me about how every other word, because she wears the AirPods, Michaela just kept saying the word testicle. 
testicle. And you giggled like a schoolgirl. <laughs> and I'm like, testicle? Testicle? She, yeah, she, she, listen, you'll keep, she'll keep saying testicle, right? And so I'm listening. She goes, yeah, and the testicle here and the testicle there. I'm like, what, what are they teaching these kids in middle school? Because I had yet known it was, it was uh, the male reproductive system. So uh, we find out that it's the male reproductive system, and she had to put together a PowerPoint. All right, now I want you to vision this. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, my stomach's already turning with, with how this is going to go, especially with you in the house. So, listen, I, <laughs> and I, you know, I, 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 I get it, but she's my daughter, and, you know, uh, and I might have been the same with, 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 with this son. I, you know, it was just very funny, um, had it been the female reproductive, which is this week. This is mm -hmm. all about female anatomy this week. So, uh, but as far as the male anatomy, I kid you not, Adam D., Part of the assignment was to Google images of the penis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which um, wouldn't be so, you know, off, off the mark for you because aren't you Googling those kinds of things anyway? Well, wait, wait, it's already, wait, in, your, it's already wait, in your cache, so wait. I figured you type one or two letters and it's already going to come up. Well, here's the thing is you're telling an eighth grade girl to Google images of penis and testicles. Mm -hmm. Now... Not that I've done this ever before in the past, because that's not what I do. I'm just not into that, right? Um, as far as we know. I mean, I've had to do some research based on my speaking, but I don't think I want my daughter Googling the word penis or testicles. Now, is it because, looking for images. Is it looking because for images. when she sees those images, you're going to have sudden feelings of inferiority, or you just uh, don't want that kind of stuff being searched in Google on, on your home computer? You know, so I, I had, I, I'm like, Dad, this, yes. And then, of course, we're at dinner that night. And she gives us, we always talk about our update at dinner. Uh, and so then I'm having a hard time saying this, this guy is asking her to, to Google penis uh, mm -hmm. in the search bar, uh, not knowing what kind of images might come up. Uh, so she's putting together this PowerPoint. She's talking to her friend. Everything is about penis, erection, you name it, testicles. I get it. Uh, so my, <laughs> are you sure about that? I just want to make sure you understand. I'm familiar, familiar with the whole glossary. It's been a long time since you sat through a health class in eighth grade. So at dinner time, uh, Michaela um, always treats us to a show. I don't know what it is about her. And so th that night's show was what she's learning about male anatomy. And she talked about semen, all right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talked about the 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 the, 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 the ejaculatory flood, fluid. Mm -hmm. She talked about Vin's deference and the epididymine. <laughs> Well, she's got all the terms, though. And I'm not very, making those very words up. Very thorough breakdown of what's going on south of the border there. <laughs> and so, unfortunately, my wife was, was teaching. She had to ask my wife what semen was. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then she discovered that somehow the semen and the ejaculatory fluid all kind of did together, and it came out urethra. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, was fascinated. And I have a younger daughter who's 11 who laughs. Is like Michaela's biggest fan. So there we are having a lesson in the male anatomy from my eighth grade daughter talking about the van's deferens, ejaculatory fluid, uh, the penis. By the way, that's not a, a Zoom glitch. That's actually Randy kind of fumbling and, through, the, through, the, through the words. He's really just interested in this thing called semen and what semen mm -hmm. was all about. Uh, and I kept saying, no, semen, those are people who are in the Navy, right? Mm -hmm. Get it? Yep. I, I, <laughs> Get it. So, well, so, <laughs> it was a very funny night, but that was 
that was my highlight of being a, a, a dad this week was getting a, an anatomy lesson from an eighth grader on the male reproductive system. Wow. And you, you probably learned a lot yourself. I got to tell you, I forgot about the vast difference and how important it is. Yeah. And the fact you have the epididymis and uh, what it plays in role of the testicles. Hey, it, and, it's, a, it's a great and complex system. It's and, all working together. Everyone does their part. You know, and if you remember last week, we were asked a question uh, about Bosch debriefs and the whole scrotum and how it really is such an important component. And my daughter was allowed, allowed us to relearn that. Because I think my wife went a lot too, or maybe was reminded about various parts of that particular male part. I was going to say, sadly, this is the most educational segment we have ever done on Bad to the Dad. And of course, it's about Coach Randy's favorite part of the body. So I think with that, we should probably go to the email bag. What do you think? <laughs> well, well, just real quick, your week. How was your week? Real quick. Oh, my week was, my week was good. So, um, you know, every time I ask this of somebody, you know, we're, we're all essentially dealing with, with the same thing and, you know, doing, doing kind of the same things to, uh, to keep us occupied and keep us sane. But, you know, now that we're past week three, going into week four, we're kind of mixing it up a little bit. So, uh, I've been taking a lot of walks, a lot of walks in the neighborhood. Yes. And, you know, yesterday was Saturday. It was a gorgeous day. So everybody was out. And, you know, you have some people on one side of the block, some people on the other. Yeah. And they're really struggling with the spacing issues. Like they want to be six feet away. They're trying to get past people. So they're crossing the street, then yes. crossing back. And I, I've noticed that um, two, two trends. One, of course, is everyone now is wearing the masks. Yes. If they can get it, the surgical mask or some variation of that. We just use bandanas. Bandanas. So, you know, I feel like I'm in a neighborhood of, of uh, either Wild West criminals or everybody looks like a surgeon about to scrub in. And they're walking with poles, six foot yeah. poles. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of think maybe they're blind. <laughs> yeah. But, but one trend I, I noticed that seems to be coming back, especially with the male walkers, is the fanny bag. Yes. Have you noticed the fanny bag? I, I have, and I'm all out there. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 old. That's that's. But but, but, I, but I don't get it. It's like you're not walking in Disney World, and no. and how far are you walking that you need yeah. to dip into the fanny bag yeah. for for a snack or a band aid? I don't know. Yeah. What people are keeping in there, but I noticed a, a disproportionate amount of fanny bags among men. That's very disappointed. I, I I'm, I'm with you. So as far as my kids go and how they're doing, yeah, homework assignments are, are in full force. Uh, my daughter's been doing some great work in graphic design. I told her, hey, go and, and intern with Becky Berman, even yes. virtually. You're going to learn a lot, you know, spend some time on all those apps and, and develop something. Call, uh, Yeah. And, and my son, he has a very ambitious history project where he had to do a job ad for uh, a, farm, a guy who owned a farm in the South prior to the Civil War. And oh, that must. Be, I, <laughs> I'm like, uh, back then it was called slavery, unfortunately, yes, and I think that's say, apropos because Passover's coming up. Sometimes those assignments come back in uh, biting middle school teachers what, in the uh, in the pants. They got like, what, what, what are you doing a job ad for a guy who runs a plantation? I mean, yes. the, the unfortunately, the way it worked is the workforce was 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 already built in if you had the money. Yeah. But as far as uh, you know, having some fun in the house. I do agree that social media, and I know you did a, a wonderful seminar this week, so we'll talk about that a little later. You've okay, got another yeah. one coming up. Yeah. But the Xbox has been a great social and playful connector between kids. Yeah. But my son and I played a little Madden and a little bit of uh, what's called RBI baseball, RBI 20. Yeah. And we were doing play-by-play while we were playing the game. That's cool. That's so, cool. you know, I'd be the play-by-play guy. He'd be the color man. Oh, We'd man. switch off and, yeah. you know, a, a fictional 
character would come up to the plate. Yeah, Anthony Rendon plays third base now for the LA Angels. In this game, you're seeing him play for the Washington Nationals, hitting 326 in this game with six home runs. Aiden, what do you think about that? Well, his stats are a little low compared to what we expect. You know, that kind of thing. I just have a lot of fun. And, and that's on the heels of uh, Tim Kapp's draw from last week. Eh? Yes, yeah. Took Tell a page her. out of his book. Yes, good for you. Yeah, so that's how we've been staying sane, keeping occupied. Uh, type you are a sports fan and you do have an Xbox and you have those games. Do a little play-by-play. It'll keep your mind sharp because you have to you have to keep talking. You have to have those ideas formulate in your head super quick. It brought me back to my, my college radio days and uh, also inspired Aiden uh, to maybe do a little broadcasting. Who knows? Right. You know, some, knows? some good could come out of this. Just take it. Just drops a seed. Mm-hmm. Drops a yep. seed. Yep. Uh, so yes, we do. Have, there's so much to talk about this week and the things we do. But I, I, I want to get up, get to our mailbag. Uh, so here we go. All right, Adam D. I'm ready. Uh, starts out. Hi, bad to the dads. That's Hello. you. Hello. Uh, uh, this is Devin from Jersey. Hello, Devin from Jersey. All right. I don't know Devin from Jersey, but I, I probably walked past him many times and didn't know. Probably could, probably could. All right, so my family and I just have to get out of the house, and I know other families in our neighborhood are feel the same. I, I'm relating to that. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of having a happy hour or play date from a distance where we all meet up at someone's lawn, and the families are several feet apart. I know it's ideal, but we thought it would be mixed up things, mix things up a bit. What do you think? Love the show. Keep it going. It's nice to hear other voices besides the ones in my house, and I'll just put it in my head. All right, so Devin. Devin, so Adam D, do you want to take this? What do you think? Do you think it's okay to have these little family uh, parties from a distance? From a distance. Yeah. Oh, a little Bet Midler. Yeah, nice. Good drop there. You know, I I think the issue is less about the social distancing and more about just people shouting in the neighborhood. So if you are keeping a social distance, you either have to have a megaphone or you're just going to be shouting. So if you're a safe distance away, and I think if you're having multiple families out there on the front lawn, it's got to be more than six feet. Right. It, it just has to. So if you have a big enough lawn and you're able to make it work and you can span out, um, then you're OK with the shouting. Then see if you can make it work. I think the CDC would probably say, uh-uh, don't even bother. Oh, it's with funny. That. Police. Apparently police have been uh, arresting people. I know that uh, like down in Lakewood, people are still trying to have these. Uh... Yeah, but that's different. I mean, they're actually you know, busing kids to school. They're having weddings. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. You know, which is just was kind of crazy. But I, listen, I think you and I have talked about, you know, just kind of coming over and waving from afar. I mean, uh, I think uh, uh, Mama Shan, Michelle came over and dropped off a, a, a puzzle off at our neighbor's house. And we kind of saw you from across the street. You know, our dogs came out, shook hands, and uh, it kind of felt good. But it just reminded me of just how sad it is <laughs> that we got to do this. Um, I don't know. I, uh, my wife went uh, grocery shopping today. Uh, the line for the shop right in West Orange and that's the screen was like all the way up to the Macy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get in, they st- they're still missing stuff. Um, so they, they didn't, they didn't have Poland Springs flavored seltzer. Can you believe that? That's troubling. You know what? That is, that's a marker for essentially the doomsday yeah. that we might be facing. Yeah. Still no toilet paper, still no paper towels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a wild world out there. You want a good dad joke about toilet paper? Please, please give me one, Adam D. A friend of mine said we've run out of toilet paper, so we started using lettuce. This is just the tip of the iceberg, <laughs> but the rest remains to be seen. <laughs> That's talent right there. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Ashley LOL'd when I heard yes, that one. No, I, yeah. I guess when you're that situation, um, 
um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll face it. Right now we have plenty of extra boxes of Kleenex and things are good here in the Nathan house. Okay. We well, that, that'll take care of business. That'll no, take care of this. Don't just don't plug up the plumbing. There you go. Yeah, no, uh, I want to know what you do after the least. I mean, do you keep it put aside? I don't know. Um, I guess we'll figure out. We were, we, we have adapted a lot in the last few weeks. Evolving, devolving. We're going in a lot of different directions. Jessica, likewise, and John D. Richmond talking about autism and autism awareness month coming up next on bad to the dead. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we're brought to you by Berman Branding, website marketing, traditional marketing, graphic design. Give a shout to Becky Berman of Berman Branding. You can visit at bermanbrandingcs.com. Uh, either Randy went into complete hysteria or he really, really, really likes Berman Branding. We love Berman Branding. Everybody loves Berman Branding. Remember, uh, Becky Berman is the one who designed our logo, Bone Daddy, which you can Bone see. Bone Daddy social media, and of course, the keychain, which not only opens doors if you put keys on it, but it opens bottles and opens hearts and minds. And I've been using it a lot lately. I've been using it a lot. Yeah, it's become an important utility tool, given what's happening in this day and age. You know, and so coach, I have like four or five of them around the house. Uh, I bet. You have one in every room. Just in case, when I go traveling. So we know, Coach, that there's uh, one all-consuming headline. Right, that's affecting everyone from their living room to the boardroom and, and, and even you know, the floor of, the, the, of Congress. Uh, but we have to remember that there's other things going on. It's easy to forget that there's other things going on. Uh, for instance, if you look at um, April, you know, months and days are designated for certain awareness, right? So yes. it just so happens that April is a great many things. It is uh, National Military Children Appreciation Day. It's also Soybean and Soft Pretzel Appreciation Month. Soybeans and Soft Pretzels. Not both together, but they all have their own kind of designated celebration. Um, it's also National Poetry Month. I was thinking, you know, there once was a podcast from Jersey. I'll stop there and let the <laughs> listeners finish that limerick. That's talent. But it is, it is also a National Autism Awareness Month. So that is the theme for our program today. And we are very, very happy to have both Jessica Likewise and John Richmond on. And we're going to tell you a little bit about them in just a sec. Uh, Jessica is the owner, founder, main consultant for Hope Education Services. And John Richmond is an author uh, and a great many other things. He's also a dad. So we're going to learn about uh, his dad life and get some dad advice from John. But Jessica and John, we're thrilled to have you on. Thanks for being on Bad to the Dad. Jess, we're going to, we're going to start with you. So you are, like I said, the founder of a, a company called Hope Education Services, and you just launched a new website. Tell us a little bit about Hope Education Services, what it can do for the autistic community, and, and what, what we can find on your website. Great. Thanks so much. So when I first started my company, you know, I had had the privilege of already working for seven years for one of the best autism organizations in the world. Um, I was trained directly by one of the original founders of what's called ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis. Um, she was one of the first, she was actually the intern in the first study that applied it to autism. So I had amazing training. But when I moved to New Jersey from New York, 
And I started to really get connected to autism and especially working um, by myself now, I opened my own company in 2015, I became really keenly aware that there's a lot of places in this world where parents have no access to information on how to help their children. And, you know, we're talking about, if you go to other countries, the extreme examples where people think that autism is demonic and someone with a parent of a you know, father or mother of a child with autism, they fear for their child's safety. There's places in this world where the kid can't go to school. And yes, you have like those extremes, but there's also places in the United States where somebody lives just too far away from a, a treatment center and they have no access to help. So Hope Education Services was born to be the solution for those families where, you know, this was proprietary. Not a lot of people were doing this back in 2015. I said, let me get my practice and my services online so I can help families no matter where they live in the world. So Jessica, clearly this COVID-19 pandemic has affected, as I said earlier in the show, um, every, every arena of life. How has it impacted you as an autism consultant? You know, it's interesting because I had, like everybody, some short-term negative impacts to my income. But I think that overall, this has presented the autism community with a really great chance and responsibility. And I think that the autism community will be a lot stronger, not only me personally, but the entire community on the back end of this. And here's why. You know, oftentimes parents look at instruction from educators as a direct instruction where, okay, you know, I, and I get it, like I'm really busy as a mom and I have a million things to do and I have children, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three children and one with special needs just compounds the need for attention. You know, this therapist comes into my house for three hours a day and I'm gonna use that time to get everything done that I need to do to cook dinner, to get the bills paid, to get the laundry done. Um, and there was really this kind of transfer responsibility of when the therapist is with the child, when the teacher is with the child, the parent is not responsible for them during that time. But the problem is, is that children with autism, like unlike typical children, they tend to not learn from what we call their natural environment, their daily interactions all the time. So what winds up happening is that you know, parents really lose, the kids lose a lot of learning time. Well, now we have a different model. It's very challenging to work directly with kids via teletherapy. But now we've started teletherapy. And there's been a reduction in hours, but what we're actually finding is that parents are taking a greater role and taking more responsibility for their child's education. And I think overall, it's gonna have a really positive impact on how uh, parents interact with their children. Uh, can you tell us about dads? and uh, their role with autism? Yeah, absolutely. So historically, you know, I've worked with about probably 200 families and maybe or more in the last 12 years. And what I found is that very few fathers take an active role in their child's therapy. And I was trying to discover why, and I think it's for a few reasons. I think that typically um, the mother tends to be the one to stay home to help. And it, whenever a child has a diagnosis of autism, they require more in terms of therapist being in the home. So someone has to typically be present home. So I think parent mothers tend to take an active role. But I also think that all of the training around autism is geared to women. And it's geared to what women find important. Um, it's written in, in like a language that's more uh, conducive to mothers than to fathers. And I also think that if you do the research, Men have a, a harder time accepting autism because they have a, a better they better chance of blaming themselves for their child's diagnosis than a mother can you, does. Can, can you explain a bit more on that in terms of why men and fathers would do such a thing? I mean, 
Why did you find that? Or does this you research know, say that? I just have, and, and there's, there is some research to show that in general, men do blame themselves more than women do. But I think if you just look at the composition of a man and the mindset of a man, like a man wants to always right, spread his seed and he looks at his offspring as a direct reflection of who he is. Like, you know, the, a child makes a man feel like a man that he did that, he accomplished that. And I found that oftentimes when I'm talking to fathers, they feel like they've done something wrong. Not and as I, much as not as much as moms. I, from historically, you know, I, I find almost every father asks me when I do work with them, "Is this my fault?" I find women tend to not do that. I think women tend to just get into action right away, and you know, women men want to fix things, and they're faced with something that is not fixable. I mean, autism is a lifelong condition, and it's not something to be cured. It's a neurological difference, and it's not something where a man can fix it. And I think that that tends to make men shut down. And I think 10 men tend to carry that burden of not being able to fix or not being able to help their child. And I think that women just have a different mindset around it. Women and men are just comprised differently. John, did you feel that way when your child was diagnosed? Did you feel like, oh man, I, I had something to do with this? Um, not as much like it's my fault, but there definitely is a grieving period you go through. And, and it definitely, you know, every, every dad wants to, Think that his son is going to be the you know the, the the football star and solve cold fusion and you know cure cancer and all that and maybe he will but he's just gonna he's just different you know he's wired a little different than than his typically developing peers and that that takes some time to get used to um, as to whether I ever blamed myself I don't I don't, I don't remember blaming myself as far as um, you know this is my fault or something I did and and I've never really been the one to really kind of get caught up and I know some some are. Um, which, which is perfectly okay. I've never really been the one to get caught up into what caused it. Um, you know, what, what caused my son to be this way, what caused me to have a special needs child. Uh, I've never as much gotten caught up into that, but uh, really my, my deal was just the, the grieving period I had to go through. And, and um, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes up front. Uh, my wife and I made a lot of mistakes whenever we were, uh, you know, when, after we got our diagnosis, before we got our diagnosis. Um, and uh, if, if I did one thing right, it was actually just allowing myself a little bit of time to just process because whenever you're given news like that, it's, you know, what, and, and, you know, in one, in one breath, you're, you're a parent and in the very next breath, you're the parent of a special needs child. And, and that's, that's not, uh, that's not the easiest thing to hear. You know, John, it's interesting that you have, a, you have a little bit of an accent, I noticed. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, yeah, this is, a, I'm from Syracuse. I'm from Syracuse. <laughs> Uh, but I le believe you're uh, you live in in Texas, correct? Yes, sir. I'm I'm born and raised Texas. That's uh, you can always tell it's Texas. They're always so kind. They always call you sir. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, uh, just because you mentioned the first thing out is you have this. Cause I know in Texas, football's big. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and uh, like I said, you know, every, every dad wants to see his uh, his, his son, uh, you know, win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, maybe he will. But did, uh, did you play football? I did, yeah. I, uh, yeah. you know, growing up, I was I was your typical. Um, if you've seen the movies Varsity Blues and and uh, what you Friday put the whipped cream on your head, you put the whipped cream. Oh, on oh your yeah. Head. yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. He was yeah, really Yeah, I was, I was the party guy. I was the. Uh, yeah, I was actually I was very good academically. Um, I, uh, uh, I was you know I was, I was a good football player, really yeah. good football player. Um, I was your typical, like I said, you know, uh, high school. Jock, I was very popular. I could, uh, uh, you know, I could always draw a crowd. People have always liked to hear me talk for yeah. different reasons. You guys like to hear me talk to, to 
hear me talk. Uh, other people like to hear me talk because they want to hear what I have to say. Um, but, uh, you know, it, hear, and, no, no, we want to hear what you have to say. We just like hearing you talk, too. <laughs> yeah, we don't lose a lot of Texas accents on the show. So, yeah, so we're very, what, was your, what was your position? Just curious. Uh, I was tied in. Was you're tied, tied in. in. All right. So you're good with your hands. You're able to block. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I'm, I'm pretty good size. Pretty no, good but size it makes sense. And... The reason why I bring it up is because uh, uh, Texas is football. And football's Texas and state religion, you know, yep. and to, to be a father who uh, has that dream, I'd imagine it was difficult for you to kind of come to terms. You talk about grief. It makes a lot of sense. But you don't mind me asking, what were you grieving? I'm just curious. Um, just the fact that, like I said, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things you you are until you're not type of thing. Um, you know, we knew my son was a little different, but until you have that diagnosis, you know, and literally it was like in one breath, somebody just changed my life. Um, it was a very bellwether moment in my life. It's, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's literally, it's akin to getting married and having children is one of the, the moments in your life that, you know, or definitely changed the course of your life. And uh, it was, uh, it was just a, it was a difficult time to hear that, that, that my son was, like I said, I, you know, I was very good academically, good football. So, and people always like to, I could always draw a crowd. People like to hear me talk. I'm obviously a writer. So the things I was good at, the things I'm good at, the things I excel at, which is, you know, making and keeping relationships and communicating are things that my son is going to struggle with his entire life. So part of the issue was I couldn't relate to him. I didn't know what he was going through because he struggles with things that, that I'm very good at. Mm -hmm. So John, I, I was on your website and by the way, it's John D. Richmond, like the city in Virginia, John D. Richmond. Dot com. On your website, you say that writing, that authoring books was a coping mechanism for you to managing all those feelings with regard to your son having autism. Tell us a little bit about the books you wrote. Yes. Yeah, so my first book, uh, Totally Lost, A Brutally Honest Assessment of Raising a Child on the Autism Spectrum is literally just a collection of diary entries. I, I didn't really know what to do. So uh, writing is always something I've, I've been very good at and something I enjoy. Uh, it's, it's very cathartic for me. So I just sat down and started writing, um, started putting some notes down on paper. Uh, before I knew it, you know, I had, I had several chapters. It was, like I said, they're basically diary entries almost. And I let my wife and my mom read them. And they're like, this is very good. You know, this could help somebody. You should keep going. So I kept going before I knew it. I was at about 42,000 words and, you know, had a, had a nice flow to it. So I just, you know, started looking around for a publisher. And, and, and they took it on the first shot, which, you know, very rarely ever happens. Most time publishers don't, even, you know, hybrid um, or even traditional publishers don't usually take things on the first shot. So I, I just went for it and, and published the uh, Totally Lost. And uh, that, that would, no matter what I write from now on, you know, if I write a bestseller, um, that will always be my favorite because for one, it was my first and also it was, it was just so raw and emotional. I mean, there was a lot of it must have been um, cathartic, almost cathartic. Yeah, it was cathartic, and, and uh, it was just me pour, pouring my heart out because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, let me put some thoughts down on paper, and, you know, like I said, we made a lot of mistakes. We um, didn't have a lot of things that uh, – there wasn't really anything out there like that. Too. I was looking for something like that book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, I wanted to hear somebody had been through this and come out better on the other side, and I really didn't find anything. Um, you so know, as now a writer, there's quite a bit to have, As a writer, your goal is to have other potential parents, dads, uh, kind of read that. And go, oh, I, I know how. I'm, it makes sense. I'm validated. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually got a phone call yesterday. The gentleman uh, always, you know, anytime I sign a book for somebody, I'll put my, you know, if I do a book signing, I'll write my phone number. The gentleman called me yesterday, and he said, he said it was like reading something I wrote about our experiences. Good for you. Um, and that's really, and that's really good to hear, um, because most of the, 
you know, like I said, people, people want to know that somebody else has been through it. You don't, I, I never wanted to feel like I was the first and the only that had ever been through it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear and see somebody that had been through it and come out better for it in the end. And I think that's the gap that, that totally lost. Thanks. Was, was trying to fill. Thank you. Um, yes. After, sorry. After, uh, after totally lost, I, uh, actually got the, uh, uh, idea that maybe I could also do uh, fiction writing and, and put my readers in the um, shoes of somebody with autism. And so I wrote, I actually wrote a fiction novel called Savant um, about an autistic law enforcement officer that at eight years old, well, when he's eight years old, he witnesses his father's murder um, and grows up to become a detective and, and reopens his dad's cold case. And I'm about to, I'm in the publishing process for the sequel to it called Closure. So um, it's really opened up a door for me. So Jessica, listening to, uh, what he, what he has to share in terms of uh, uh, mirroring a lot of what you're talking about. How do you, how does your organization help dads kind of deal with this, this transformation of what they're learning about? So what we did was John and I partnered together to create an autism course specifically designed for dads. And, you know, like I said, historically, there were not a lot of resources available. Of course, fathers could go and they could read any of my blog articles. Um, but, you know, realistically, like I said, I geared it all towards women. So it, it, even in this, the language it's written, right? It's very emotional and it's sappy and it's flowery and it's like written. It's wait, 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 wait. Are you, are you saying men can't handle the flowery and the sappy? You know, does it have to, all, you know, does it be headlines in terms of sports oriented or? Are you just making a general assumption that, uh, you know, guys can't handle the softness? Well, you know, obviously, whenever you're doing branding, you're picking your avatar, right, your audience, and you're, you're making assumptions about your audience. But, you know, but what we found You've is that... You've made Coach Randy cry now. Look, you know, you got brought him to tears. It's a good thing this is a radio show. I, 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 have, a so, I have a Man, social work background. I have a social work background. <laughs> I, teach, I teach grad students in school of social work. I'm all about the touchy-feely. You're right. in the margins, well, coach. You're in the margins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, but, you know, just men want to know different things. For example, like a man's primary, I feel like a man feels like his primary role. And I'm the only man, not only one who's not a man on the show. So I could be wrong. But I feel like a man's primary concern for his family is keeping them safe and securing their future. Whereas that's not something as a, as a woman, I mean, yes, every, it's not what we feel. We want to nurture, we want to love, we want to grow, we want to connect. And men want those things too. But what we did is we created a course. It is five video modules. We're going to give a lot of other things to families. But we said, okay, we're going to teach you, number one, how to, how to cope with the diagnosis. And like John said, you know, how to understand the fact that your child is someone different. And they're not less, but they're different. And it's okay to mourn what you thought they would be. And you can do that and still love them. And you can still do that and accept them. But we also really go into how to keep your family safe. You know, how to enroll the community to support your family. How to have those hard conversations with, with in-laws, with grandparents, with siblings. And also how to secure your family. So Jessica, where can we find, how can we find this tool? The best way is just to head over to my website, hopeeducationservices.com. Um, on that page, I know there's a lot of information. You'll find the Autism Hero Academy. The Autism Hero Academy, I plan to put out a ton of courses, um, different topics to help families. We picked fathers to start because I really want to change the way that fathers are involved with their children's autism um, education, their children with autism, their education. And I think that this, like I said, this pandemic it actually offers an opportunity that didn't exist before. You know, whereas most fathers were working out of the home, now most fathers are home. 
So they get to see more, they get to connect more. And let's just be realistic. A lot of us just have more time to listen to podcasts, to listen to videos, because we're not going as many places. So it's just, this time presents a really unique opportunity. John, if I could, I never got your, your, your son's name. What's his name? Um, his name's Rudy. Rudy, and how old is Rudy? Uh, he just turned eight on the 14th of March. Well, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what, what a time to be eight, right? Oh, right, right. Well, you, the thing about it is that he could not care less about birthdays, so yeah. <laughs> we just kind of gloss over it. Now, are there any other siblings? Oh, yeah. I, uh, well, and as a matter of fact, uh, with, after, so I've got a, a three-and-a-half-year-old um, little girl named Angelica, and after having her, you know, you kind of look back and go, you know, this whole autism thing wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have one more, then you realize just how easy it was. Well, and I, I, we've got a, a little girl that just turned uh, one on the 23rd. So, oh, wow, uh, yeah. full house. <laughs> yeah, we've got a full house, and it's it's quite a quite a crew, quite a crew. What's really good is uh, uh, the, the uh, my middle daughter, my, my three-and-a-half-year-old, she, she – parents my my eight-year-old um she's really actually quite a lot of help mm-hmm. um but it's, it's really heartwarming to see kind of how she's uh you know how her and her bubba you know she she's known since she since she was 18 months old that bubba's different and so she wait, really wait, helps wait, out wait, with him hold on bubba bubba yeah, yeah that's what she called yeah yeah that's what, what we call him bubba well that's what half of texas is called is bubba right right yeah yeah I don't think yeah, yeah, that's two thirds of my cousins are also cousins. Yeah, you're not Texan unless you got not Texan family unless you got a Bubba. You got a Bubba, John. <laughs> have you ever seen the, the show Atypical on Netflix? Yes, sir. I have. What What do you think of it? I mean, you're you're with a real autistic family, and here this is a portrayal of a family with. Uh, I'm sorry to say an autistic family. I think that's probably an Im- improper uh, term. A a family that has an autistic child. Atypical is a portrayal of a family with an autistic child as well how did you react to that show because they're now i think working on season four you know what you actually touch on something when, when you say autistic family you're absolutely right i always tell people that you know my son was diagnosed but the entire family bears the burden i even okay. you know sub, subconsciously I'll, I'll even say you know when we got our di- diagnosis which is um it's just something i do because it's, it's it's something we're all dealing with here but you know shows like atypical and the good doctor they uh you know they're very helpful i will tell you um, there, you know, there's an old cliche that Jessica can tell you about, you know, if you've seen, uh, if you've seen one child with autism, you've seen one child with autism. They're all so different um, and different in so many ways, but these shows are definitely help helping bringing, uh, uh, you know, just awareness and then showing people what, um, what, you know, what these guys, what these kiddos are going through and also to getting them into the workplace, you know, uh, the good doctor, um, you know, it's, it, it just goes to show you what, what, what some of these kids can do. Some of them are absolutely brilliant. They just struggle with things that you and I take for granted, social interaction and communication. Um, if we can harness their, their just, you know, sheer brilliance um, and, and, and find them a way to be productive, um, you know, that, that's really, that's really what, what I want out of, out of my kiddos is, is be productive. I mean, you know, if they solve cold fusion and cure cancer, that's great. But, you know, I just want them to live a productive and happy life more than anything. Now, listen, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't realize solving cold fusion was such a big issue down in Texas, but you brought it up a few times. And yeah, so- we're, uh, um, we're, 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 we're headed down that path. We're, we're tired of providing oil. Um, yes. you know, we're, I'm, we're tired of seeing oil wells everywhere down here. I mean, the joke is, I mean, just so you know, I'm from Colorado. So I'm, I'm born and bred in Colorado, New Jersey. I think it's a little truth to be told because, you know, we had a, you know, when Texans learned about skiing, you kind of infiltrated our, our state. Oh yeah, yeah, and we used to we used to have a saying uh, about all the uh, those individuals coming from Texas coming to our slopes to ski. We we used to say if he wanted if God wanted Texans to ski, he would have made bullshit white. 
<laughs> so how, how did you two connect? Was it, uh, John, was it your books that um, caught the eye of, of Jessica? I'm, I'm curious as to how a consultant in New Jersey and uh, essentially a consultant and, a, and a, a father with an autistic child got, got together. Explain, explain how this partnership happened. I was trying to sell her some books and she didn't buy it. <laughs> hey, All authors are trying to sell a book. It's not it's easy writing the book is getting someone to buy the book. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually reached out to her on LinkedIn and I, I don't know, it was just kind of a, just kind of a God moment. Uh, as Jessica put it at the time, I reached out on LinkedIn as I was promoting my first book and we just, we just kind of hit it off and she, she decided she could understand my, my accent and uh, uh, mm -hmm. we just ran from there. And we've, we've had a lot of, we've worked together on several different occasions. We decided, you know what, maybe it's time to, uh, to, to do something big. And Jessica, has it been easy working with John? I mean, the accent aside, the you know, I was having actually to work saying, virtually. I was actually telling somebody the other day that I really am so grateful that I chose John to do this with, and I know I picked the right person. If I could go back and do this all over again, I 100% would not change anything in this process. I mean, it just was really, uh, it almost was too good to be true, how well mm. we worked together and, and how well we got this course out. And I'm really just looking forward to continuing to work together, continuing to get fathers to, to get this. Like you said, it's easy to make a product, but getting in front of people. I know that this is the beginning of a really, like, really awesome journey for us to really now take what we created and making sure the people that, that need to see it do see it. But I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to going on it, and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. So, so, John, we have a section on our podcast. I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen. It's called Dad Vice where we ask dads uh, to offer some advice and you can do whatever you want to with it. You have a number of different things. You go general, you can go specific. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts in terms of uh, some dad advice you'd like to offer our listeners here on our podcast, Bad to the Dad. Yeah. So for all those autism dads out there, especially those that are just, you know, going through, going through the process of getting a diagnosis can be lengthy. Um, and, you know, you kind of, uh, end up at the end with this very life-changing uh, diagnosis. Uh, the best advice I give is it's going to be okay. Um, this is a very livable condition. It's not. Uh, it's not always fun. It can be very difficult. Matter of fact, my son this morning's having. I can actually hear him in there having a having a bit of a meltdown this morning. Um, but it's it's so it's so rewarding uh, to have a child with autism. Um, I, my my life has changed in ways that, and I, that my son has taught me things that no adult ever could. So it's going to be okay. This is a livable condition. You're going to be a better person for it. Um, so just, uh, you know, hang in there. It's, 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 it's tough. There is a grieving period. Um, the best uh, advice I can give men is um, ch check your emotions. It's okay to be emotional. We always, you know, men are always, uh, you know, don't cry for any reason. Don't, you know, check your emotions. You're, you're, you're okay to show some emotion from time to time. If, if you don't, um, you, you're really not do, doing yourself much of a favor at all. Um, it's okay to, to, to be emotional. Um, and, and, you know, you can, you can still be macho. You can still have your big truck. You can still uh, do all the things you were doing before. Um, but it's okay to be emotional. But, yeah, it's, uh, um, it, it's a difficult journey, but one that you're going to be a better person for in the end. Thank you, John and Jessica. Thank you. Again, April is Autism Awareness Month. It's, I think, up to podcasts like ours to make sure that people are still aware that there are other things going on and that we do put an, an importance and a spotlight on conditions like autism and, and families that manage uh, autism in their households. 
Jessica likewise, John Richmond, Jessica from Hope Education Services. Again, you can visit her website and it's brand spanking new or brand spanking refurbished. It's hopeeducationservices.com. John Richmond, author and uh, father of uh, an autistic child and uh, a yeah, really beautiful family. I visited your website this morning. It was looked like you were having a lot of fun in that photo shoot. Uh, that website is John with an H, J-O-H-N-D, Richmond, like the city in Virginia, dot com. Jessica and John, thanks so much and best of luck with all of your ventures. Hey, thank you all very much. It's been thanks, a wonderful time. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Just one last thing to add. If people want to get the course on the site, we've created a coupon code for your audience. They can Great. use just different, not less, and they'll get $100 off the price on the website. So the code is different, not less, just all, yes, all no, one phrase. Yeah, different, not less, all capital letters. That'll take $100 off the list price for them. And that is for the Autism Hero Academy for Dads. Yes. Great. All right, John and Jessica, thanks so much. Thank you for having Thank us. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad. Remember, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad, Facebook forward slash Bad to the Dad. And don't forget our website, badtothedad.com, where you can see pictures, uh, mostly pictures of our guests in the den from previous episodes, because we just yes. haven't been able to do a, a group photo over the last few weeks because it's all been on Zoom. But uh, we're also going to make the website a little more resourceful by providing some resources for, for dads and their families. That's badtothedad.com. I want to thank Jessica Likewise of Hope Education Services and author John D. Richmond, who, of course, is the dad of an autistic child and uh, one of the co-founders of, the, uh, of the, new, the new app that Hope Education Services is providing, and it is the Hero Academy, the Autism Hero Academy for dads, I think that was really nice of them to offer a $100 discount code for downloading that app, uh, which again can be found on Hope Education Services. Do you remember the code? Because I cannot. Uh, different, not less. Different, not less. Different, all capitals. Different, not less. Uh, if it was all capital, it's definitely all one, all one phrase. If you forgot it, just rewind the podcast, <laughs> pick it up. Plug it into the system, plug it into the website, and you'll get that, uh, that application, which sounds extremely resourceful and extremely helpful. That was my uh, episode, episode 10, Coach, is, uh, is in the books. Uh, it's amazing that we've come this far. We've been able to keep this thing airborne. Uh, I know that's not a pun intended, but we're able to keep I'll the, take keep the pun. The I'll take the pun. You'll, you'll always take the pun. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good episode. We're going to keep it going. Next week, we have to laugh. So we're going to yes. have comedian and Today Show parenting blogger Drew Weisholz oh, on the program. We were supposed to have him a couple of weeks ago. Things didn't work out, and yeah. as fate has it, uh, we got him coming back next week. And, and he's hilarious. I recommend going to his Facebook page, and it's Drew Weisholz, W-E-I-S-H-O-L-T-Z, Drew Weisholz. And he does this five-minute stand-up skit in his living room called Quarantine Tonight. And most of his material is about the pandemic and what it's like to be living in a house with two young boys uh, and a very supportive wife while the, the, the pandemic is going on. It's quarantine tonight, Drew Weisholz, and we're going to have him on Dad to the Dad next week. 
That's nice. And uh, also want to give you a chance. I know you do some additional work. Uh, real quick, what are you up to in terms of your own consulting work, Adam D? Yeah, I'm already uh, helping a few people out, and this is completely gratis. Uh, a lot of people, of course, are, are in transition now. Um, this seems to be the week or will be the week when uh, some folks will be losing their jobs, uh, and that's really unfortunate. So I've been helping some people out with resume review, uh, bolstering up their resume, making it a resume of strength by uh, providing uh, some some consultation around making it more action oriented versus just you know the standard doing uh, that yeah, might be in a, in a yeah. resume. Uh, yeah. Doing the same thing with uh, a few friends, LinkedIn profiles. So uh, if that is a service that you think could help you, uh, again, happy to to do it for free. You can reach out to me uh, by way of the website. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com, or better yet. Find me on LinkedIn. It's Adam D. Chandler. That is my last name, S-H-A-N-D-L-E-R, AdamDShandler.com, and send me a LinkedIn message, and I'll be happy to get you set up and strengthen your case for finding a new job. Happy to do that. And, and Coach, you've got another webinar coming up. The last one I on do. social media was outstanding. can be found on your Facebook page, right? Yes, yes, it can. Uh, we actually went live on that one. Went live on that one. Facebook Live, mm -hmm. first time ever. Um, the first one we did a couple of weeks ago is uh, Parenting the Age of Fear, um, helping our teens uh, come overcome the new normal. And I got some great feedback on that one. I was really, you know, again, this is stuff that I'm just doing, you know, uh, pro bono, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I'm not a first responder. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't wear scrubs. Uh, I do feel like I, I, I want to do something um, and feel like I need to share whatever skill I have to the people. And a lot of it is, what I'm really doing is helping teens because I want to help their parents understand where they're coming from. Uh, so last week was parenting the age of social media, uh, the lifeline for your teen. And we had a very nice turnout on that one. I even got a couple of emails uh, thanking. And this next one is going to be a, uh, still haven't figured out the topic yet. It's about parenting uh, and kids who, who like are involved with sports or drama or theater or music who all had their springs just shot. Uh -oh. Helping yeah. their kids deal with it. It's, it's basically going to focus on dealing with grief. And yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. Grief in a different way, right? Yeah. Not the loss of a person, but the yeah. loss of their life, your passion. As they know it, as they know it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the challenge is, uh, I know Thursday is the, the second Seder of Passover. Mm -hmm. So normally I host on Thursdays. And so for those of you who are getting ready, cleaning your house, going to search for some hummets, search for some hummets. <laughs> uh, we're going to wish you a happy Passover. Today, of course, is uh, Palm Sunday. Yep. We're going to wish our... Uh, People that uh, of the uh, the Christian, the Catholic faith, who were peaceful Palm, Palm Sunday to you, sure. Yes, and uh, so I thought maybe I'd do it on Tuesday night, um, but uh, um, don't know if I could do it Tuesday night. You know, Wednesday, so I might have to hold it off for a week. So, okay, great show, episode ten in the books, Coach Randy. Hope you have a great week. Break That'd a leg be. on the uh, on the web webinar that you're going to be doing this week. So, Thank friends, you. we say, be healthy, be safe, keep a good social distance, and dads. Have a great week.